Hello, and welcome to the Blue, Gold, and Green podcast. My name is Hayden Fucino, and today I am joined by Ryan McWhorter. Um, he will be talking to us about Sage Hill, which is a really special place on campus. So, Ryan, what is Sage Hill? Well, first of all, Hayden, I would just like to say thank you for having me on the podcast today. I'm really grateful to be here. Sage Hill is the single area on campus that we have that is home to only indigenous California plants. So Sage Hill is located in the very northwest of campus. For those of you guys who lived on the hill and are familiar with the Hitch area, it is behind Hitch and the Hitch Courts. Um, It's very large. It's four acres. And it has homed over 250 identified native California organisms. And Ryan, so what is the purpose of having a pocket of native habitat on campus? Well, as you're likely aware, Hayden, with the development in UCLA and I guess in the Los Angeles area, there's been a severe degradation of just general native plants in California. I mean, I feel like we have, you know, essentially eliminated what was once a very vast biodiverse area into essentially this now one last pocket. And so essentially this is a conservation effort. This is currently being run by Professor Thomas Gillipsy. He has spent the past decade or so in a very active conservation effort to restore this area to being a home for everything that it once was. Um, However, there has been a lot of issues involved with Sage Hill recently. So annually, there are about 200 people who go to Sage Hill. And again, most of these people are approved directly from Professor Thomas Gillespie. This place is not open to the public. However, it has commonly been used by undergraduate students primarily living on the hill as a place to smoke, as a place to party, since again, it is one of the few large wildlife places on campus. And so Ryan, tell me a little bit about the history of Sage Hill. Yeah, so I'd love to. So as many of you guys are aware, UCLA was founded just over 100 years ago, and it boomed, for lack of better words. Most of this development came primarily following the 1970s when UCLA started rising through the ranks. And during this rise, conservationists recognized the fact that UCLA was eliminating much of its indigenous biodiversity to build the buildings on campus that we currently use for education. Thus, they came together to identify Sage Hill as one of the primary areas for, or actually as the only area for indigenous California plants. And so Ryan, you mentioned that Sage Hill is mostly inaccessible to UCLA students. So if not recreation, then what's the function of this area? So one of the things that Sage Hill has identified as is a specific reservation for the Gabrielino and Tongva peoples who initially inhabited the UCLA land. And part of the thing that the Sage Hill is used for is as a means to pass down previous conservation efforts used by these Native Americans. In addition to that, it serves as a very active place of research. So many geography or environmental science majors use this area as a means to perform research. For example, Cedric Lee, who's a recent UCLA alumnus, actually was studying centipedes and managed to find a new type of springtail beetle that has recently been identified as a California native. And so Ryan, if I'm interested in getting involved in some conservation efforts or even just getting access to Sage Hill, how might I go about doing that? 
Yeah, so, you know, right now, as of fall 2023, they actually have drop-ins that happen every Monday and Thursday from 1 to 4. You know, you guys meet at the end of parking lot 11, and what they do is they go ahead and they fix trails, they monitor vegetation, they collect seeds, and they even actually go ahead and clear the non-native species there as well. Um, You will have to sign a waiver, but it's actually a rather painless process. And if you're interested in something bigger, you know, conservation efforts happen on a larger scale there too as well. As we saw last year, there was a really big effort in late spring to go ahead and document all of the native species that they could find there, including birds, insects, and fauna. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was um, the BioBlitz. That's actually a yearly campaign, I believe, from iNaturalist, which is uh, an from iNaturalist, which is a nature identification program, essentially. Um, and BioBlitz is a super fun thing. I would recommend it to all of our listeners. Uh, BioBlitz is a great way to get involved with amateur identification with community science, and you can go do it literally in your backyard. So go check it out. It's iNaturalist. This is not an advertisement, by the way. I just really like this. And what about if I want to go on a field trip, potentially, to Sage Hill? Yeah, so... Professor Thomas Gillespie, remember, he's the one who is leading the conservation efforts there and the restoration efforts there right now. He often takes his undergraduates to classes there. So if you really are interested in going ahead there, sign up for one of his classes this coming quarter. And thinking about Sage Hill as the only place where there's real native habitat, what does that mean in relation to the rest of campus? You know, Hayden... I think we all like to think of UCLA as a very green place. Every day while we walk to class, we pass by Jans, we pass by the sculpture garden, we pass by the fountains, and all we see is we see green. You know, passing by this brush, these trees, and this grass, one thing that we need to keep in mind is that none of this is native. Keeping this area really is a preservation of what was supposed to be here. This is our native Californian biodiversity, yet we have, for aesthetics, reduced it to stuff that's almost entirely non-native. So Ryan, what does the future of Sage Hill look like? You know, this is actually a very contentious question because many students revere Sage Hill as a potential hangout spot. They see it as beautiful, they see it as luscious, yet I don't know if they fully grasp the realization that it is a conservation effort. So there's been initiatives where students have tried to make it accessible, and have tried to install benches and use the space for recreation. However, Sage Hill management is very actively against this idea. However, that being said, people including Professor Thomas Gillespie have been in favor of potentially opening up the area to access to undergrads with very clear distinctions of what and what can and cannot be accessed. So you know, we shall definitely see in these coming years what comes of Sage Hill, but as of now, it's definitely very contentious. All right. Thank you so much, Ryan, for introducing us to this wonderful place on campus, Sage Hill. I know I myself will definitely be checking out a volunteer event in the future. And to all our listeners out there, I hope that you will too. Um, yeah. Anything that you have to say, Ryan? Yeah, not much. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I truly do encourage you to go ahead and help out. This is a really special place that we have on campus that definitely does not get enough attention. It really is beautiful, so seriously, go ahead and drop in some Monday or Thursday that you can.